The chairman of the Federal Trade Commission, Albert Armbruster, shivered as the sweat rolled down his face. He hung up the phone, his eyes straying to the small, ugly tattoo on the underside of his forearm. The voice of the anonymous caller still rang in his ears. Snake lady, Mr. Chairman, somebody's got it all, everything, Mr. Medusa. Dates, diversion of materiel, banks in Geneva and Zurich, even the names of a half-dozen couriers rooted out of Saigon. And worse, the worst other names, MIAs established as never having been in combat. Everything. And you're on the list, Mr. Chairman. That man must have spent 15 years putting it together, and now he wants payment for all those years of work, or he blows it open, everything, every one. All we know about him is that he's been in the protection program for over a decade. Stay tight. We'll be back in touch. Over in Vienna, Virginia, Alex Conklin hung up the telephone and looked at the sheet of paper in front of him. Next to Albert Armbruster's name, he wrote, Mark One. By the end of the day, Alex Conklin was a frightened man. There had been misfires, of course, those on his list who had without question never heard of Snake Lady. But he also had marks two, three, four, and five now. General Norman Swain, Chief of Pentagon Procurements. Philip Atkinson, Ambassador to Great Britain. James T. Garton, Supreme Commander of NATO. And Jonathan Jack Burton, former Admiral of the Sixth Fleet, currently Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Snake Lady. Medusa. A network. While Alex made the anonymous telephone calls, Jason Bourne, knowing that David Webb of necessity would have to recede now, visited his old friend Cactus out in a once elegant, now run down neighborhood in northeast Washington, D.C. Cactus was an old, thin black man with a gentle face and warm eyes. He was brilliance personified where false papers such as passports and driver's licenses and credit cards were concerned. Three hours and twenty minutes after he arrived on Cactus's doorstep, David Webb, Oriental scholar and for three years Jason Bourne assassin, had two additional aliases with passports, driver's licenses, and voter registration cards to confirm the identities. One of Cactus' friends drove Jason Bourne to Garfinkel's department store where he purchased a whole new wardrobe from underwear to outerwear and everything in between, all paid for in cash with as many different clerks as possible. Jason found a men's room and replaced every stitch of clothing on his body. After that, he walked the streets of Washington until he found an unobserved sewer grate where he deposited the clothes he had been wearing. The chameleon, too, was back now. He used a payphone to call his wife, Marie, in Montserrat. His brother-in-law, John St. Jacques, answered. Hey, Davy, they're all asleep. I'll wake sis if you want me to, but after she fed Allison, she just crashed. And never mind, Johnny, I'll call him later. Tell her I'm fine and take care of them. He hung up and made his way to the Mayflower Hotel, checking into a suite there under one of the new aliases with which Cactus had supplied him. He used another payphone to call Alex and told him where he was staying. Alex sent over a CIA man who brought Bourne an attaché case which held an automatic box of ammunition and several hundred informational computer printouts, detailing any and all background information available on every guest currently at the hotel. It was a place to start. The hunt for the jackal had begun.